understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome back to another episode of The Stranded Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Hurley. You're listening to episode 19. And before I get started with my today's awesome guest, I wanted to make sure that after listening, please, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. That's what keeps me going. That's what makes this podcast so awesome is my audience and my listeners. So subscribe, rate, and review. And I'm super excited to let you guys know that I put something together for you all. I've been getting constant questions about how I manage it all. How do I achieve my goals so quickly? How do I put this podcast together so quickly? How do I know that I'm focused on the right things? And so I wanted to really put something together for you guys instead of just a normal podcast episode, but something that was tangible, something that you could look at and strategize on and that was clear for you and applicable and something you could implement right away. And so I put together together. I really looked at everything I've done and what are some of the core values and strategies I use. And so I put together a 10-step checklist to really help you crush your goals this year. It is completely free. I would strongly encourage anyone to check it out. It is for you based on your questions. So 10 steps to help you absolutely crush your goals this year. You can grab it at the Stranded Phase dot com forward slash checklist. Again, it's the strandedphase.com forward slash checklist for that 10 step goal crushing guide. Make sure you grab it. It is for you guys. So now to my awesome guest, a good friend of mine and someone I truly admire, Miss Erin Porter. This girl a few years ago uh, jumped off a cliff and did what a lot of us want to do, which is quit her cushy full-time job to pursue her dream um, and have an online business in fitness and um, coaching fitness and health coaches. And so when we want to pursue those dreams, sometimes it's so hard for our friends and family to understand, especially when it comes to financial stability. And so taking this leap of faith for her was really hard, uh, but she describes it as ripping the bandaid off, which is what I love. You got to start somewhere, right? And so she had a great job in recruitment and higher education and left to do what she truly loved. And now she, five years later, she has an awesome online coaching business where she helps health and fitness coaches strategize, build their online businesses and their brands, and really take things to the next level. And this online platform allows her to share her expertise uh, with the world and help as many people as possible, which I completely understand. So this episode is a little bit different than what we usually do, but if you want to, you have a dream in mind, a goal in mind that seems unattainable, Aaron's really going to map that out for you that anything you want, you just have to take a leap of faith. Whether whether it be an online business, a brick and mortar, a, a clothing company, I've heard it all. We have to take that 
jump. And Erin's story is awesome in the way that she does it. And the fact that in her first efforts, it was she was completely what's considered unsuccessful. And she stuck to that tried and true method that we learned when we're four years old, which is, you know, try, try and try again. And that method has worked for her as it would in anyone else's business. First time around doesn't mean we're not fit, right? So I'm super excited for you guys to meet Aaron, especially the fact that we talk about some of the issues we share, which is imposter syndrome, not thinking that anyone wants to learn for us from us and not thinking that we're, you know, thinking we're not enough. And dealing with that checklist issue of constantly have to constantly having to check things off that to do list, and then realizing eventually that um, it only keeps us further and further away from our true goals. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear more about her. Without further ado, today's guest, Miss Erin Porter. I am so excited today. Welcome back to the Stranded Podcast. I'm excited for our guest that's going to cover something that I know that my audience needs, but more than my audience, I need this too. So I want to welcome Miss Erin Porter. Yay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Listen, I've polled my audience several times about some of the things that they need, and it's I've often heard it's health, fitness, and wellness, and just dealing with stress. They want to know how. And so when I saw the title of your uh, recent course you were doing and your podcast, I was like, oh my God, I need to talk to her now. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So it's definitely, um, you know, a very, very hot topic. I feel like right now too, it's kind of like managing your stress and, and figuring all of that out. So thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Of course. Thank you. So we were chit-chatting beforehand and something I learned about you that was so cool was that uh, just like everyone else, you went to college at University of Florida. Um, You were working in higher education afterwards there and then basically had a great job and then, and then left. Is that (laughs) that accurate? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I can kind of explain a little bit more about that. I got my master's in higher ed administration. So I worked um, as a, like in the dean of students office at the University of Florida. I did a lot of like crisis response, uh, helping with student staff, doing like um, you know when people get in trouble going through like the conduct process, um, social media, kind of a bunch of different stuff. And then I actually, after grad school, continued working for them, um, doing some recruiting out here. And I had always done kind of health and fitness on the side. uh, That was just something that I kind of got started with um, many years ago, kind of going through my own journey. And people would always ask me like, oh, if you could leave your full-time job to do health and fitness full-time, would you? And I was like, absolutely, but that's not going to be for, you know, a few more years or, you know, five to 10 years from now when I could really, you know, afford to do that. I say that kind of in quotations. Um, but then in 2016, I, it was not even, it was a little over a year after I had had my master's degree, I decided to just jump and leave my full-time job to do online health and fitness coaching. And that's kind of where I got my jump and I was scared, obviously, because it's a little bit terrifying to leave what you think is safe, um, you know, salary, benefits, all of that, but just knew that that was my calling, my passion, and I was feeling so burnt out in my job that I knew I had to do something different, and if I just didn't rip the Band-Aid and do it, I would just sit and wait for, you know, whatever I thought was going to be a better time. So, one, we might be twins. Because <laughs> I got my master's degree 
and I always joke and call myself like such a gold digger. Like I have to, I have to have a goal and I have to be living in it and chasing it. And then I have to achieve it. And then, okay, what's next? And so I remember when my master's degree was so important, like I had to have it and it was just in my mind, it was going to change the game. And then a year afterwards I was like, okay, what else? You know? And it was like, that's when I started my entrepreneurship journey because I was like, okay, that wasn't enough. And it's not giving me the life I want. And it's not giving me the freedom I want. You know, we've got this like financial goal in mind that if we get our master's degree, we'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. But I found myself wanting more. Was that the case with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, for the longest time, I was kind of like a, like a certification learning kind of junkie. And I felt, and it kind of came from like a place of, I felt that I needed to do this in order to be enough. That's something that, you know, I definitely have like a lot of that, like achiever, futuristic, which is, you know, a really good quality to have. But I realized like I kept searching for those things, thinking that, you know, at once I get my, you know, PhD or my master's or this certification or that certification, that like something would change. And I realized like, no, like you're enough right now where you're at here. You can help people with the skills that you have. You don't have to constantly be chasing the next thing. You can enjoy it and live in the moment and be able to reach your goals that way too. So you have an entirely successful health and fitness online business. How long did this take after taking the leap of faith, quitting your full-time job? Like you said, salary benefits, what we all consider successful quitting that. How long did it take to create a successful business? Yeah. So when I, when I left my full-time job, I also decided that I wasn't going to partner with the previous network marketing company that I was with, which was, um, kind of, I started kind of doing some online courses and everything because I really thought I wanted to grow that, but then just realized I wasn't in alignment with that company anymore. So I decided, you know, know what, like I've heard from a million people, like they want to do my own programs and be able to do my workouts. So that's when I kind of decided that I'm just going to do completely a hundred percent my own thing. So yeah, you know, it was in 2016 when I left, uh, my first launch, I think I had like four people and I was super excited, uh, from there. And, you know, just always kind of took that feedback and changed things, made different switches, learned more about my ideal client and how to serve them and just really immerse myself into being super consistent. And over, you know, the past year, that's when things started to blossom. Like it took a lot of building that through my network marketing days. I had a strong audience then to be able to go in and launch my own programs. And what platform, so this is kind of a different conversation for my audience, but what platform did you primarily use? Did you use Facebook or Instagram when you launched your first, first course? Yeah, you, you, honestly, Facebook groups is probably the biggest thing that I've really had a lot of success with. I really try to nurture my groups a lot. I do get some, you know, clients from Instagram, but going live on Facebook and building a solid group. I mean, I don't have thousands and thousands of, you know, followers on different platforms. I have a smaller audience, but it's very, it's very niche. It's very much my people. And I have a really strong tribe, which has allowed me to grow um, because I think that's something that's so important because sometimes like we when we're building our business we think we have to have 10,000 followers to be successful or that we have to have this massive massive group when in reality that's not necessarily always the case some people that have huge followings aren't able to monetize because they're maybe speaking to everyone or they're not niched down so even if you have a really small audience I think it's good to remember that yes you can monetize that and you can help those people and they become your tribe which is really really awesome and this is what I love about the truth fullness of this conversation um, when I hear about other entrepreneurs talking because you can take that information and package it at any given time 
Like people, Absolutely. like you talked about that imposter, it's almost like imposter syndrome. Like I'm not ready. I need more certifications. I need more wins before I can package this up and sell it to people. And most people, if they only got four people in, as interested clients, they would probably think it was a dead fish, you know, dead, dead in the water. And yeah. You prioritize continuing to grow it. And now this is your full-time job. Yeah. It's crazy to, to think about it for sure. <laughs> it's so awesome. So tell me like, um, how crazy is your schedule? Are you like sun up to sundown 16 hours a day to, to have a successful business or do you pretty much get to do what you want during the day? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I, I, I do teach some fitness classes uh, at a studio. I love it. It's super, um, I'm super passionate about it, and I love what I do there. So I do teach some classes. I teach about like 10 classes a week. It gets me out of the apartment and interacting with people in person. But when I first got started, I thought that I needed to work 16-hour days because that's what I was so used to doing in my full-time job. And I was hustling in that sense because I thought that if I don't work at this all the time with every ounce of my energy that I have, then therefore it's not going to be successful. Now, after going through that and struggling a lot with like burnout, adrenal fatigue, all those different things, I realized like you don't have to be working constantly 24 seven, 16 hour days in order to be successful. It's kind of the question that you have to ask yourself is whose hustle are you trying to serve? Are you trying to be, are you obsessed with your business in a good way? And that's why you're working a lot of hours or are you coming at it from like a scarcity or lack mindset where you're saying to yourself, if I don't work, I'm not going to have clients because that's not necessarily the truth. Like, yes, you, you want to hustle, um, and have that passion and that drive, but you also have to be open to receive all the things that are coming to you. And so learning to have those boundaries, take care of yourself is so crucial because if not, it's really easy to burn out, especially if you're building your part-time or your um, online business while you're also running a full-time job, uh, it can just be really easy to, yeah, just, just burn out and feel super overwhelmed. So that part, that last line is music to my ears because I'm personally trying to figure that out now. And I'm sure I have a ton of listeners right now that are doing the same. It doesn't even necessarily have to be an online business. Like you said, it could be a, you know, personal training. It could be fitness. It could be an, um, brick and mortar business that are trying to build these things outside of a full-time job. I have a full-time job. I have a nine month old baby and I am doing a podcast, creating content, um, doing as much as I can to grow my business. I have two, you know, I have coaching clients right now that I'm working with. It is so overwhelming. And there are days where I'm super motivated. And then there are days where I'm like completely burnt out. I couldn't get, I, I don't have anything left to give. I'm so fatigued. Like what, what is your advice on, people trying to juggle all these things because it seems like there's this, it never comes to an end. Yeah, you know, I think a few things because I've definitely been there myself where I had to learn how to set some different boundaries in my life of being able to say no to certain things, to be able to figure out where I can outsource. And I think sometimes we get caught up on, can I outsource anything in my life 
can I afford to? That's you know a big question. Yeah. And for me, I realized that I needed some help when it came to like website, graphic design, all of that. And you can get help from online, you know, different virtual assistant places for a very reasonable price for U.S. dollars based. And so that was something that I was telling people, I'm like, what what's not your zone of genius that is blocking you from being able to do the things that you really need to do? So like, if you need to focus on coaching calls, but you're getting so stuck on your sales page. Can you outsource that? Can you outsource cleaning or daycare or or your meals getting uh, prepped, whatever that looks like for you. So that way you can have some time. So I think it's that making sure that you're saying yes to the things that really, really light you up and not just being, you know, um, that serial say yes, girl, that was always me. I just felt like I needed to give and give and give. Uh, so that those are kind of two things, but also like building in that self care time. Does that need to be a part of your business? Because if you are burnt out and fatigued and you're trying to do all these different things that, that shows that energy is going to be what's trying to be, you know, received back to you. Um, and so it has to be like this mutual exchange of setting aside that time to take care of yourself, outsourcing boundaries. Those are all different kind of things that I really work with my clients with so they can do this in a way that doesn't feel stressed out and spinning their wheels trying to do all the things. I feel like, so those are great. And especially with boundaries, I've, I always talk about on my podcast, how I've gone to counseling for several years. And my um, therapist always says that like boundaries is my issue. Like she's like, you have, you have limitless boundaries. Like you'll just give and give and give and, mm-hmm. and not consider how it's affecting you. But you also talked about self care, and I feel like that word is used so loosely sometimes. What do you consider self care? Because some people may think that they are doing something that will um, that's caring for themselves, and it, it may not necessarily be that. You know, you've got serial people pleasers, and then you have. Um, you know, people that have never really done anything for themselves. So what do you, what do you think that self-care looks like for, for some people? Yeah, you know, so I think there it is used super, super loosely in the just online world. And I think it looks so different for everybody, which sometimes you're going to see people out there that say, hey, like you have to take an hour every day to go meditate. And that might not be your thing. And so I think one, you have to find things that are taking care of yourself, whether that's just taking a nap. I feel like we have this whole anti-nap thing. So I'm like, you know, whether that's taking a nap, watching Netflix, or if it is meditating and do something kind of along those lines that are a little bit um, stronger for you. I mean, it has to kind of be in 110% alignment. The second thing with that is as well um, that kind of comes to mind is making sure that you are taking care of yourself but then like the rest of the day you're not working like a 20-hour day I think that's sometimes another thing too where we're like okay I'm going to have this self-care time but then you do the opposite and you work for the next 16 hours so I saw I was uh, reading some of your content on your Instagram which I love by the way and (laughs) you um, talked about like this overarching checklist, like how we, so many of us live by checklists. And I was like, Oh my God, she's talking to me because it's easily like, I I get obsessed over a checklist. I start my day with gratitude and then a checklist because it's just something I was, I was taught in order to be successful. You can, you you live, breathe, eat by this checklist. Um, And you talked about how it can be so daunting. And you said one line where I was like, Oh my God, she's so right. Where you said, um, that we feel like if we don't get one of those things on the checklist done, we're never going to meet our goal. We're never going to see our goal come to fruition. So 
what would some of your advice be? How else could we operate without the checklist for those of us that are obsessed like me? Yeah, no, that, that was me too. Like I would make these checklists that were so unrealistic. I'd have 20 things on there. And then if I didn't get on top 20 of them, I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, like you're not successful. And I had to reframe my mindset. And so now when I'm making, you know, obviously I have a to-do list, different things that need to be done each day in my business. I'm asking myself more. So again, it comes back to like not doing a ch- checklist out of like the scarcity mindset that my goals aren't going to happen if I don't have this checklist or if I'm not doing all these different things. So I make sure that I put three, like three things on that list that I know need to get done to that day. And I make sure that it's something that's fun is in there that lights me up. If it's not something that is fun or is lighting me up and it's something maybe that's daunting or I keep putting it on that list and it just keeps coming back up because I'm not getting it done that maybe that I need to take that off of my plate. And so that's kind of how I look at it. Ask myself, is it fun? Is it going to be, you know, actionable in my business? Is it going to be able to help me grow what I need to grow? Or am I just putting it on there because I feel like it needs to put on there or somebody else is doing it and, you know, therefore I feel that I need to. So that's always kind of my check-in because um, I want to make sure too that I feel accomplished at the end of the day and less is, I've learned over, you know, the time since I've been building this business that less is more. We don't always need 8 million different things to do in order to feel successful. There's so much um, wealth and excitement and simplicity in your business. I love that you said if something keeps popping up on your checklist, take it off. I interviewed someone a couple episodes ago that she had hired a mentor and she said the mentor was trying to get her to the next level and was trying to get her to create um, just some content around her first course. And she said she kept procrastinating and procrastinating and procrastinating. And finally, the woman was like, you still have not done this. You'll do everything else that I ask you. Have you ever considered the fact that this just might not be something that you want to do? Or it might be something that you just don't want to do. And she finally sat in it and dealt with it and was like, she ended up changing her entire niche, which was what, what she was, the course content she was creating because she was like, this is not what I'm passionate about. It kept coming up on our checklist because she didn't want to do it. Yeah. And it's like, how many times do we put something on our checklist to, because they say this all the time, we can, we can end up getting really busy and accomplishing nothing. So how many, you know, it's like, how many times do we, we keep putting stuff on our checklist that means nothing to us that should have never been a priority in the first place. And do we even review our checklist to go, wait a minute, why is this on here? It's not even going to get me closer to my goal. Yeah, we need to be in alignment with it for sure. And if it's something that just kind of keeps coming up to you or you're dreading it every single day, it's that's for a reason. And sometimes you have to do that gut check to, you know, yeah, make sure it is your ideal client. If it's a content, um, you know, creation, are you trying to just create content to create content or are you letting it come to yourself naturally in kind of more of that, that flow period or just constantly pushing against your business? So yeah, I'm totally a big fan of making sure that everything you're doing is in alignment. And if it's not like, don't be afraid to kind of challenge yourself and see where maybe things need to change or shift a little bit. Cause it's always that one millimeter shift that can make such a difference. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. Cause you could be so close, but so far away. <laughs> right. <laughs> so for, I need your advice. And if someone else is listening, then maybe they'll, they'll, uh, they've been in my shoes before, but 
like I mentioned before, and I sound like I'm complaining, but as a mompreneur, you know, full-time job, side hustle, baby, um, my goodness, I just don't eat right. Like, and I can tell it in my energy and a lot of things that I'm doing now. Um, I used to love to be active and now I just simply don't have the time. And I know that sounds like an excuse, but what's some of the stuff you stress to your clients or how do you help them find the time if they're always on the move to at least try to maintain like a healthy, healthy journey while growing their business? Yeah, that's such a good question. And something I think too, that we, uh, like overachievers, they want to do all things, especially entrepreneurs, because that seems to kind of be the MO of a lot of us is we think it has to kind of be this all or nothing mindset where if we can't do everything perfectly, then it's not going to work. And so what I'm big on really um, stressing to entrepreneurs in general, busy people, high achievers, people that have a lot going on is being able to just implement like a really, like a few really simple things in your life. So for me, I'm big with intermittent fasting and a higher fat, lower carb diet because it's naturally really good for your energy. Um, I'm also, so I do intermittent fasting whenever I break my fast. So I do like a 16 hour uh, window where I'm not eating an eight hour window when I am eating. I recommend breaking your fast with like a really good fat filled smoothie. I'll do a bulletproof coffee in the morning before that and balance. Of course, I mean, I love tacos and a margarita, so (laughs) I definitely think that's important and just trying to do like a lifting or hit workout, something that's 30 minutes long. So that's kind of my like kind of recipe, I guess, right there is making sure that you, you know, can do intermittent fasting, a higher fat, lower carb diet is natural. I mean, there's a ton of science um, around this that I won't get into, uh, but just having that rest and knowing, yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Just do a little bit that you can every single day. And the less that you are putting that stress on your body or you're overthinking it, or you're constantly trying to diet, 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 or workout, workout, that in itself is stressing you out. And so if you're stressed and you're dehydrated and you're not going to have any energy and our energy is everything. And I struggled with this for many, many years. I'm still working on healing years of adrenal fatigue. And this has kind of been my, yeah, my recipe, my method for being able to have the hundred, like all the energy that I need in my business every day. And it's honestly by doing, doing less for sure. Wow. So you said two things I want to know more about. Tell us more about this intermittent fasting because I've heard it several times. It seems like it's hot right now. I keep hearing it um, from several several online marketers. Um, I've seen a lot of courses on it. I've heard it um, on television a lot. Tell me a little bit. Tell us a little bit about intermittent fasting. Yeah. Um, so intermittent fasting is basically a period where you have an eating window and you have a fasting window. You don't have to necessarily follow any other style of eating. Some people connect it with, um, you know, like the ketogenic way of eating. They're not mutually exclusive. Um, so basically intermittent fasting, commonly people are going to do it for a 16 hour window where you're not eating eight hour window when you're eating. So for example, you would just push your breakfast back and you would eat from like 11 to seven, for example. Uh, So yeah, you're just allowing your body time to rest. Um, It's really good with helping you, you know, lose body fat, gain muscle. There's a lot of energy just because of the science that all the neurons in your brain and just different things that are kind of happening that um, allow you to just feel really good. And it gives your digestive system a break. So if you have a lot of issues with around IBS or, um, 
anything kind of in the gut lining, different things like that, the more that you can just give your digestive system a break, you're going to get this natural surge of human growth hormone, which is going to help with building muscle and burning fat. And you're going to have a lot more energy just because of different, you know, chemical releases and everything that are going on in your body. I'm going to ask this silly question because I know someone's thinking it, but it's not me. Um, (laughs) Does this, is there any science that says this works without working out? Um, yeah, you know what, like there's some people that are going to say you can do intermittent fasting and you're going to get great results. Um, I'm a big fan of moving your body in some way, shape or form. So even if it's 20 to 30 minutes or you're walking a few days a week and you get, uh, some sort of lifting or hit workout in two to three days, uh, yes, like you'll definitely get results if you just focus on the nutrition side. But as you know, people that maybe sit a lot or anything like that, it's going to be really good for you to constantly be moving your body to, uh, but it doesn't have to always be these super hard, intense workouts. You know, like I said, less is kind of more sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're stressed out, that's a big thing too. So if you've had a lot of stress or a lot of burnout, uh, you know, we don't want to put more stress and more, you know, burnout on our body. Just doing little simple things like this can be really, really powerful. Well, how long would you advise? Did you say a number of days that you would advise someone doing it? Yeah, so some people will do it every day. I do it every day. Some people will do it like two or three days out of the week. Uh, I would say kind of listen to your body. Start with just pushing your breakfast back an hour until you get to the point where you're at that 16 and 8 window. But if you if you feel hungry one morning, eat. If you don't feel hungry, don't eat. It's just kind of more about listening to your body instead of creating so many rules around it. So that's kind of my, my take, my um, way of doing it. Like I said, some people will do it every day. Some people will do it every other. It just kind of depends upon you, but know your body, listen to it. And that's kind of the best advice I have for that. And you said adrenal fatigue. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So I noticed, um, for many years of my life, cause I was like constant, uh, overachiever hustler trying to do all the things say yes, that I constantly felt burnout at a lot of different kidney issues going on. My B vitamins were completely gone. Um, and just always kind of feeling tired, no matter how much sleep I got, uh, kind of feeling wired more so at night. If I didn't go to bed by a certain time, um, always needing a nap and that, that came with honestly just pushing my body for so long, um, you know, 20 something years of doing that. It takes time to heal it. So I decided after doing a lot of research, doing a lot of nutrition work on my own, that I was going to go see a naturopathic doctor. So over the past six months, um, you know, over the past like year, year and a half, I really did a lot to kind of start healing it on my own. And then I was like, okay, what's going to be the next level for me to heal this and go all in? So I started seeing a naturopathic doctor. We went through a lot of different blood tests, a lot of different supplementation. Uh, but it's basically just when your adrenals from over being overstressed, overworked, overstimulated for so, so long just kind of can't handle what's going on and they it makes you really really tired and exhausted and again that kind of comes with like the burnout and uh, the fatigue around that too wow and I know it sounds silly but when you talk about burnout and I'm sure everyone thinks of like a physical burnout being exhausted but I always think about mental just being mentally exhausted to the point of where you're almost paralyzed you can't think of anything, you can't do anything, you can't give anymore, you can't take another project because you can't even, there's no clarity because you're just burnt out. 
Mm-hmm. It's almost like an entirely new level of stress. Yeah, it is. And it, yeah, it doesn't have to always be that, that physical thing. So if you feel stuck in your business or trying to work on something that you're working on with work, it's not necessarily that you're not creative or that you're not meant to do this. I think sometimes we think we start kind of getting in that mindset. You probably just have so much going on that you're overwhelmed and you're stressed and therefore your body's just like, it's out of the you know feminine energy that you have left because it's just so constantly kind of in that masculine, in that hustle, in that go, 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 and your body just kind of almost shuts down a little bit in certain ways. I love that you use the word feminine energy. <laughs> I wish you would own more of that. <laughs> Right. We all do. Whether, you know, male, female doesn't matter. Um, you know, however you identify, uh, we all need a mix of both for sure. With your clients, do you ever deal with, um, you know, like I heard this recently where, um, they did a study where they felt people were working out, working out over and over and over again. And the people who were more focused and less stressed lost more weight or were met their goals quicker than those people that were working out the same amount of time, but were like far more stressed at work. And I, is this true that stress has a serious impact like on your physical state? Oh, a hundred, like 110%. So usually one of the first questions I'll ask people is how stressed are you? How much do you sleep? And what's your water intake like before I'll get into nutrition pieces at all? Because yeah, if your body's stressed, uh, you know, there's different cortisol hormones and everything that are uh, activating and therefore your body's trying to keep you safe. So it wants to hold on to everything because it sees that you're giving in so many other different ways. It's a very intuitive process. And yeah, if you're super stressed, you're not sleeping. Even if you think like, oh no, I only need four hours of sleep. Like I'm fine. I can function on it. And then you're just surviving on like coffee and caffeine all day. Your body, it just, it's not wired to do that. And so whether you think you need that much sleep or not like you have to find ways to de-stress it goes back to that self-care piece of it but also just taking the time to do less and letting your body relax and making sure that sleep becomes a new priority because even if you are working out eating really well if you're super stressed and you're dehydrated it it honestly isn't going to matter that you're on point with your nutrition and your workouts because your body's still going to store body fat oh my god I love that that's so true Uh, as many times I've gone up and down in my fitness journey, but it's like your water intake and your nutrition. You can, you can tell when your body stores fat, when you're trying to get fit. Cause it's like, you didn't eat quick enough or you're not eating enough during the day or you're not, your water intake is low. Like your, your body will completely react to that. And I I read something recently that was about, um, it was some crazy number, like 90% of Americans, we don't drink we don't intake enough water every day. And I was like, I wonder how damaging that is um, just for our health and wellness. Yeah. Um, no matter like what nutrition plan that somebody recommends, I think everybody in the world of health and fitness can come together and say we all need to drink more water for sure. Um, because, yeah, we do. A lot of us are really dehydrated, and that can be a big problem with with everything. Right. So this is a little bit – this is a little personal, um, but I just – I love interviewing people like yourself because you have created this successful business truly based around your passion, which is, you know, health and wellness for everyone. It's a attainable online for everyone. So, um, anybody that wants to work with you, it's open and available, but all this success, was there ever a time in your life where this seemed unattainable or 
you felt stuck or stranded um, and didn't know which way to go or how to make this work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> many, many, many different times. And I think we experience that at all different levels in our business, whether you're trying to have a new breakthrough or whether you're just getting started. You know, for me, it honestly was, it was kind of a mix of when I left my full-time job, also decided that I was going to leave my the network marketing company that I was previously with. I just was kind of like, oh, well, that was that was working well for me when I was working, but now who am I to do this to have my own brand and my own workout programs and all of that. And I really just felt like who one that, that imposter syndrome of who am I to do this? Where am I going to go? And I, when I first started my business, I, I kind of, I, I mean, I definitely jumped without a net. And so there are times when I had my first launch that I think I said it before that, like, you know, I had a few people in there and I had goals of having like 50 to 100 and I got so down on myself because I was like, oh my goodness, only four or five people bought the first program, you know, that I ever had out there. And I had to really shift that mindset of, no, like this is your first thing. Like you have to be excited. Like that, those four people are four people that, you know, decided to invest and work with you. And so after I kind of got out of that phase and I kind of let go of that, I let go of constantly needing to know the how I'm very strategy. Um, when it comes to everything, I love talking about strategy, but I really realized that I had to let go of the how constantly because sometimes it's just going to come. You don't have to not, not necessarily push always for it. You have to be open to receive. And I realized I had so much um, fear around perfectionism that kept me stranded a lot because I wanted to wait till something was perfect. And I realized too that and there's a lot of like inner child work that I needed to do, but I had to just release that that you don't have to be perfect to run this business or in your life or anything. And the more that I was able to release that, the less I felt stranded because I knew that I was just going to be guided and trusted and that whatever I was putting out there was happening for a reason and to take less of that stress and all that type A brain and just let it go a little bit. You said something that I think is such a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp. And it's that, in order to be in order to be successful for your business, you actually had to and get out of that stuck phase. You actually had to backtrack into um, things that were built, almost like self esteem things that were built in your childhood. And it's it's true that it's your outer world is a direct reflection of like your inner dealings. And so it's crazy. Some people can't grasp that like in order for you to literally have a successful business. You have to look so deep within to the, from the way you make decisions to the way that you serve people in order to reach your full 100% potential. Yeah. Doing inner child work is one of the most powerful things that I do constantly and have done for my business for sure. Do you, um, do you do that through podcasts, books or? Yeah, a, a little mix of everything. I journal a lot about her, uh, so I kind of bring her with me. And anytime that something creeps up or that I have a fear, I had to go back and kind of understand what was her relationship like, what did she have fears about, what held her back. And when I kind of went back to her, I had to tell her, hey, it's okay. We're going to do this together. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to you know, do this to feel enough or to feel good enough. And it's really just going back to a lot of 
a lot of those different things that have happened in your life and working through them. It's not necessarily that you need to bring them up. You just need to let her know that, or he or she, whoever your little person is, that it's okay that you're in this together and that things can be different now. And just bring them along the ride with you. Uh, it's really powerful to print out a picture put it up. I know it sounds maybe kind of weird for people, but it can be something that's really, really good for you too. That's so awesome. I actually never looked at it that way. I talk a lot about journaling because I think if you can't express yourself, you know, if you don't have that sounding board, that's what your writing can be. You can journal every day. I journal every day. I write my prayers. I write my gratitude. I write everything. And sometimes I just brain dump. I write um, to kind of get clarity during the day, but to write to the little version of yourself, That is such a different, unique concept, but I love that idea because how many times do we get stuck in fear? And like you said, to just say to that little person, we're going to do this together and it's okay to be scared and I got you and you got me, you know, don't worry about it. That's so cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Of course. (laughs) Well, your success tips are awesome and even more um, empowering to help me get myself together after I have uh, let myself, you know, just let what's important about health and fitness go uh, during my entrepreneurship journey. But I know, you know, everybody struggles with that. And you made some pretty easy ways to prioritize that. And I'm definitely going to try this intermittent fasting because I had never really understood what it was. And you made it very clear and simple for me. So thank you so much. So for anyone listening um, that is just loving everything that Erin has to offer, she has a ton of of stuff on social media as well as inside her courses and her Facebook group. So Erin, if you could tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah. Um, so I'm on Facebook, Instagram, it's Erin Nicole coaching, and I have a Facebook group overcoming overwhelm and burnout for boss babes as well. So if you hop in on that group, I have a five day challenge that you get sent and it's just kind of a good community, uh, for everyone to be together and just kind of talk about those things that are challenging in life that we can get through and knowing that you're not alone. That's one of the biggest things that I tried to put out there to the world. Perfect. Um, and where can they find you on Instagram? Instagram is Erin Nicole Coaching. Perfect. Okay. And so under our episode on thestrandedphase.com, I will make sure to include a link uh, for some of Erin's awesome stuff. And Erin, I can't thank you enough. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate all that you're doing and the message that you're sharing on the Stranded Podcast. I'm so honored to be here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness. Greatness.